Before we start, please check out our new podcast, Good Sleep. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1990, Why Schedules and Routines Are Bad for My Mental Health, part two by Ryan Ferguson of ryanferguson.co.uk. And I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I read to you like a big ongoing audiobook from many different authors. And today is a continuation from yesterday, so I recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. If you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. Why Schedules and Routines Are Bad for My Mental Health, part two, by Ryan Ferguson of ryanferguson.co.uk. How Schedules and Routines Impact Our Mental Health. A schedule is the bridge from intention to action. I get that. At times in short bursts, prioritizing tasks has helped me manage projects and achieve goals. However, if your action is motivated by appeasing other people or gaining associated approval, the intention is corrupt in the first place and will always remain so. In such a scenario, your schedule becomes merely a portal from one strain of discontentment to another. Moreover, by living in accordance with relentless routines, we train our brains to live in fictional futures as opposed to profound presence. There's always another appointment. There's always another meeting. Like a snugger player plotting his way around the table, we think four or five shots ahead, planning strategy and merely attempting to survive. If mindfulness is good for our mental health, anchoring us in the current moment, following a rigorous diary is, by deduction, hurtful to our psychological well-being because it speeds up the mind and eats away at our sense of emotional gravity. Sure, we still need to meet people and attend events. We still need to work at certain times and do things we would not necessarily choose to do. The world is so far down the path to capitalist immolation, those baseline criteria are never likely to change. Doing things in line with overarching ecosystems of profit will always make the world go around, but we must manage our own strain and stop overloading ourselves with meaningless commitments that have minimal in common with our thoughts, values, and desires. How to stop chasing happiness and live in the moment. When we fall mindlessly into the rat race, blindly chasing the next thing to the detriment of the current thing, happiness becomes but a mirage on the horizon. It can never be attained. Happiness is often a state of surprised contentment. It relies on a certain degree of spontaneity. Obsessing over routines and carefully curating every inch of your existence strangles spontaneity, diminishing the likelihood of happiness or disabling it entirely. In this regard, setting goals ranks among the most ridiculously taxing, self-capitulatory activities we can undertake. By setting goals, be they long-term aspirations or short-term resolutions, We enter into a complex world of expectation relations. We agonize over details that, in the wider context of humanity, are pitifully irrelevant. Say we happen to reach our target weight, for instance. Then what? We simply set another goal and the whole cycle begins again. I'm writing this article, 
not out of logistic obligation, but rather because I stood up from the couch and had an idea. I wanted to share that idea and get it off my chest. Some people call it creative inspiration, but I'm less inclined to pander to such concepts of structured productivity these days. Nevertheless, I'm quite happy with how the words are flowing here. Passion courses through my pen and that improves the end result. I'm proud of the article that is taking shape and if a few other people are too, then great, fantastic, happy days. However, in the past, I've created toxic writing schedules, saddling myself with gross demands and unrealistic expectations. Write about mental health on Mondays, write about Tranmere on Tuesdays. Working on larger pieces, completing 200 words every day has been a frequent target for some insane rationale that seemed great at the time. It all amounts to contrived bullshit and lacking soul. There's no achievement beyond the ticking of a box and the scratching of a to-do list. Nobody cares, but I care more than anything else. That dichotomy is a recipe for dissatisfaction and disaster. What is the meaning of life? You see, in truth, there is no innate meaning to life itself. We must create purpose and construct narratives to ward off the encroachment of nihilism. Creating milestones backed by vacuous rewards and tenuous punishments make us feel more human, more in control of this random void bequeathed to us. By developing some kind of structure, we defend against the onset of hopelessness and distract ourselves from the utterly confounding reasoning for our existence on this planet at all. Here, I believe we have made a huge mistake, or more accurately, we have made a raft of huge mistakes, one after the other after the other. If we are just making up all of this to keep boredom at bay and pass time before the coming apocalypse, we may as well find something more creative and fun to focus on than interminable Skype meetings about corporate social responsibility initiatives and dinner table conferences on our plans to create a 2020 vision for sustainable plastic alternatives. Structure. Forget conformity. Embrace the show and live as you see fit. Rip up your schedule. Cross out your routine. Have a lie-in every now and then. Unless you really want to get up at 5.37 to jog in the darkness, why are you doing it? The time of rigid expectation has passed. The reign of stoic compliance is over. Open your eyes, declutter your mind, and do only what you feel like doing right this second. Nothing more, nothing less. Everything else can wait because what does not kill you barely matters anyway. And what you perceive to be important is actually rather immaterial when all is said and done. You just listened to part two of the post titled Why Schedules and Routines Are Bad for My Mental Health by Ryan Ferguson of ryanferguson.co.uk. One of the best things you can do for your kids is to teach them how to manage money and this should be started when they're little. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode, Go Henry by Acorns, the smart debit card and learning app for kids six to 18. Go Henry helps kids learn about all things money, earning, spending, saving, budgeting, and so much more. You can even track their chores and pay their allowance right in the Go Henry app. And with their Go Henry debit card, they can put their skills to use in the real world. Plus, parents can set spend limits and get real-time notifications whenever their kids use their cards. I seriously wish I had this as a kid. I had to learn about money the hard way as an adult. If my parents had set me up with GoHenry as a kid, learning to adult would have been so much easier. Set your kids up for success and get started today at gohenry.com old. Terms and conditions apply. Renews from $4.99 per month unless canceled. 
Thank you again to Ryan, our newest author, to join our list. The ending kinda made it sound like just do what you want all the time and ignore everything else. But there was a great section right before that that I think would be good to repeat. He said, when we fall mindlessly into the rat race, blindly chasing the next thing to the detriment of the current thing, happiness becomes but a mirage on the horizon. It can never be attained. Happiness is often a state of surprised contentment. So that to me was a big part of this article and worth pondering. For me, when it comes to pretty much everything I narrate for you, I think the middle path is the way, not an extreme path of always this or that. So hearing about how being obsessive over schedules and routines can cause harm is another example of this, where the extreme can be detrimental. We often hear on the show how we should build this habit in, that routine in, stick to this and that. But if we let that take over our lives and lose the purpose and meaning behind it, well, maybe we took it too far. So something to think about this weekend. Have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll be back tomorrow where optimal life awaits.